Chapter Four of Unitarian Catechism by M. J. Savage. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Four Bible. One. What is the Bible? It is the name given to the books of the Old and New Testaments when spoken of as a whole. Two. Where does the word Bible come from? The Greek. The books were first spoken of as the books, and then as the book. 3. What are these books? They comprise the most important parts of the religious writings of the Hebrews and the early Christians. 4. Why are they all together in one volume? For convenience, and because they have been supposed together to make up one revelation. 5. How do they happen to be divided into chapters and verses? This is the work of publishers, and is only for convenience and reference. 6. Where did the running titles and chapter headings come from? These are the work of English editors, and are of no authority. 7. Where did our ordinary English Bible come from? It was translated into English under King James early in the 17th century. 8. Out of what languages was it translated? The New Testament out of Greek and the Old Testament out of Hebrew, with the exception of a few passages which were Aramaic. 9. Did the translators have the original books just as they were first written? No, only copies made hundreds of years afterward. 10. How were these copies made? They were written by hand, many of them by the old monks and monasteries. 11. How do we know they were correct copies? We know that they were not. 12. What changes had been made? The copyists had made a great many changes in transcribing. 13. How important are these changes? Generally they are slight, but in some cases they amount to whole verses or parts of chapters. 14. Were any of these changes made on purpose? There is good reason to think that some of them were. 15. Give an illustration. First John, verse 7, and Matthew 16, 18. 16. Are we sure, then, of the verbal accuracy of the Bible? No, we are not. 17. Do these changes make us doubtful of its main teachings? No, for we know now very nearly what the changes have been. 18. How many books are there in the Bible? 66. 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the New. 19. Are the books in the same order in the English Bible that they were in the Hebrew? No, the order has been changed. 20. Is the order in either of them the order in which they were written, or of the events related? No, it is not. 21. How did the Jews divide the books? Into three groups, the Law, the Prophets, and the Writings. 22. What did these include? The Law included the Pentateuch, Joshua, and Judges. The prophets included the books we now 
know by that name, and the writings all the rest. 23. What do we know about the authorship of these books? Very little. As to most of them, we do not know who wrote them, nor when, nor where they were written. 24. How old are they? A few fragments date back to perhaps 1300 B.C., but the oldest complete book to not more than 800 B.C. 25. Of what date is that part of the Old Testament which was last written? Not far from 170 B.C. 26. How did the Hebrews regard these books? They came to look upon them as an inspired and infallible revelation from God. 27. Were these books the only Jewish writings? No, many books have been lost. 28. Are there any others that have been kept? Yes, there are 14 others, which are called the Apocrypha. 29. Why are those not in the Bible? Because the Jewish nation was scattered before they had become old enough to be regarded as sacred. 30. Have they ever been included in the Bible? Yes, by the Catholics, and they are often printed between the Old and New Testaments in our Protestant Bibles. 31. Are any of these as good as the books of the Old Testament? Yes, a few of them are better than many that are included in the Bible. 32. Are there any other old Jewish books? Yes, such as the Book of Enoch, which is quoted in the Epistle of Jude. 33. Name some as good as those in the Old Testament. Ecclesiasticus and the Wisdom of Solomon. 34. Of what is the New Testament composed? Of four biographies of Jesus, one book of history, twenty-one letters, and one vision, called the Apocalypse, twenty-seven in all. 35. When were these written? probably from about 55 A.D. to 170 A.D. 36. Are they arranged in chronological order? No. 37. Which are the oldest? The five or six genuine letters of Paul. 38. Who wrote the rest of the letters? With the exception of James, we do not know. 39. Were the Gospels written by the men whose names they bear? They were not. 40. Which is the oldest? Mark. 41. How were the first three written? Somewhere near the year 70 or 80 A.D. they were written out from notes, memorabilia, etc. Up to that time the story had only been repeated from memory. 42. How could it be remembered so long? There were persons called catechists, or teachers, who made it their business to learn and repeat the story. 43. Did they remember it with perfect accuracy? No, for they often differ and sometimes contradict each other. 44. Who wrote the fourth gospel? Probably a presbyter by the name of John. 45. Are these twenty-seven books all that were written? No, many other Gospels, letters, and visions were written. 46. What became of them? Many were lost, and many are still kept, and are called the Apocryphal 
New Testament. 47. Who decided what books should make up the New Testament? The general opinion and consent of the churches. 48. Are there any among those left out as good as those that were included? Perhaps one or two. 49. Name one. The Shepherd of Hermas. This was included in the New Testament at one time. 50. How has the Church in general regarded the Bible as a whole? As being an inspired and infallible revelation from God. 51. Can we so regard it today? No, for it contains errors, and we know God could not make mistakes. 52. What kind of mistakes are there? In some places that teach us what we now know to be immoral. It also makes mistakes in history and in science. It also contradicts itself in many places. 53. What do we mean by mistakes in science? Mistakes in astronomy, geology, etc. 54. Give an example. The Jews thought the earth was flat and that the sky was a solid dome. Also that the sun and stars were made only to give us light. 55. Give another example. The creation story. 56. What then is the Bible? It is a record of the religious life and teachings of the ancient Hebrews and of the early Christian churches. 57. How does it compare with the religious books of other peoples? It is the grandest one of them all. 58. Does it contain God's word? Yes, but only in part, and mixed with many errors. 59. What is God's perfect word? All truth. 60. Is revelation finished? No, every new truth is a new revelation. 61. Does God speak to the world now? Yes, to all who listen and try to understand him. 62. If the Bible is not perfect, why should we study it? In the first place, the literature and art of the world are full of it. We need to be familiar with it so as to understand them. 63. Why else? Because it teaches us how religion grows and what men have felt and thought about it in the past. 64. Is there any other reason? Yes. Rightly used, it will help our personal religious lives more than any other one book. 65. How should we study it? With our eyes open to its real nature. 66. What is its real nature? It is a human book. In some parts, its teaching is barbarous and cruel, being the work of a barbarous age. It is full of magic and miracle. Most of its writers knew little of God's real way of governing the world. 67. Wherein, then, is its great value? It shows the growth of religious ideas from barbarism up to the sweet spiritual teaching of Jesus. 68. What are the most valuable parts of the Bible? Those that tell us of the life and teachings of Jesus. 69. How do they help us? By showing us that a life like his is possible, and by winning us to love it. End of chapter 4